2: It is indeed, and hour number two is underway at 12 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock on this Monday, the 12th morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord 2018. Veterans Day celebrated 2018. Welcome to Fast Eddies in Parma, everybody, our United States veterans. What a wonderful crowd of veterans and supporters of veterans in the United States. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you again to the owner of Fast Eddie's, Eddie, who we are going to talk to in about a half an hour. Thanks to Bill Bullington, who is our lead sponsor of this wonderful event. He's helping to pay for all of these meals. Veterans eat free here between now and 11 o'clock on AM 1420, The Answer. Thank you so much to everybody. It's our special tribute show. We're staying away from the news of the day. end of the politics of the day. I apologize for the raspy voice. I had a high school playoff game for my son on Saturday. Uh, To say that I yelled a little bit was an understatement. Um, But thank you so so much to everybody who is responsible for this. And I want to talk to all of the veterans in this room. But the first guy I wanted to bring up, is a guy whose voice you probably are familiar with. He's been a guest on our program for a long time. He's been a very vocal uh, spokesperson on the matter of police and police support in Cleveland and around the country by way of Fox News and other places. He is the past president of the CPPA, the Cleveland Police Patrolmen's Association. But today he's here as a U.S. Navy veteran. My friend Steve Loomis. Everybody give Steve a big round of applause.
3: Thank you very much.
2: Steve, good to have you, my friend. How are you? Thank you, Bob. It's been a long time.
3: It's great for you to do this, too, by the way. Nobody's saying that to you. So I
2: would. Uh, well, actually, a few this. people have said that, and good, I appreciate good, that. Good. Uh, it's, uh, but it's, it's such a very small thing we can do is gather a few people together in a wonderful place and, and say thank you to them, Steve. This is a nice joint. It's a very nice place. I have not oh, been here. Right. I'm ashamed to say. And uh, and I'm and now that I know it's here, it's a place to bring Absolutely. my family because it's a great place. Uh, it's it's uh, Fast Eddie's Kitchen and Bar. It's called here. It's on Ridgewood in uh, Parma. And uh, thank they normally don't open until eleven. They they pop this thing open today at nine o'clock oh, just for this crowd of people so we want to say thank you Someone to them
3: hungover there's some hungover waitresses in here I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the Browns win.
2: yeah victory monday there you go <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice day steve um like i said I, whenever you and i speak it's almost always about policing issues in the city yes, of cleveland sir. or nationally but let's talk about your service you're a u.s veteran united states navy tell us when you served where
3: united states navy um 87 Proudly served from 87 to 93 I was Long Beach, California, on the USS Ingraham. We were deployed to Desert Storm um, for eleven and a half months, which is wow—that's uh, uh, a long time. Um, I-, I loved every minute of it. If I didn't have a wife and kid at home, I'd still be in the Navy. Um, it's a—it's a great way of life. It's—you uh, know—you got nineteen-year-old kids driving around aircraft carriers. I mean, think about that for a second. The military—the average age of the guys in the military, guys and gals in the military. Uh, 22 years old. Wow, you know? I didn't know that. Yeah, they're, they're driving aircraft carriers. Or they're working on jets. I mean, the things that these kids are accomplishing is just incredible.
2: Should we be nervous about that? Because I don't trust 19-year-olds to drive.
3: No. No, <laughs> we should be hopeful because there are 19-year-olds that have some sense instead of these millennial fools that are running around. Doing <laughs>
2: That's it. true. And the ones that are out there serving, God yeah. bless. Uh, Steve, um, can you give us just a story or two about your service when you were in the Gulf? Um,
3: uh, very, very dangerous place when we were over there Um, we were more concerned about iran believe it or not than we were iraq at the time Um, we were watching our backs because they're going to come over the pond and and try to get us but um, you know we had we had a great time uh, over there and it was an honor we went to um, pakistan um, karachi pakistan and we stayed at the we had the stakes on the ship and the marines at the embassy had the beer what a perfect match, <laughs> right? So we, we traded this for that, and we had some great time. Um, it was an honor. It was an absolute honor. I saw parts of the world. And let me tell you something, Bob. It, if there is anyone that, that has something negative to say about this country, I suggest they get on a plane and fly anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world. Um, the, the, they have no idea. that the, the most desolate homeless guy in Cleveland has it better than... Half the people in Pakistan you know, and that 's the reality of it, so um, I, get, I just get so passionate and so uh, tired of hearing you know the the people downgrading this country and kneeling for the the national anthem and you know just stop, you have no idea those are just idiots that have no idea what the rest of the world's like, and that 's unfortunate. Um, we had a guy that was he, he, uh, he picked us up in Pakistan in a uh, horse and buggy. Because that's how you got around over there. Now, it was a very dangerous time to be... We we were young and dumb, right? So we four of us big Navy guys were nothing's going to happen to us. So we get in the buggy, and we go around. All day long, this guy took because I can't remember his name, but the horse's name was Blackie. Right? And we said, hey, we have to go to the bathroom. So he just stopped the carriage and pointed to the building over there. I mean, that's right. that's how it was. That's, that's his life is. over there. It's life <clears> over there. At the end of the day, Bobby, he, he, we asked him what we owed him. He said... Ten dollars American. So we figured ten dollars a f- man from for each of us. So of course we we all gave him twenty bucks and it would have been like me handing you hundred thousand dollars. Wow. You know, and we said what he said we said meet us back here at the ship and tomorrow and we'll go out again. I said, What do you want from America? You know what he wants? A ivory soap. That's what he asked for. Ivory soap. I specifically ivory soap. Um, just so happened the boatswain's mates had ivory soap on the ship, and we had to do some wheeling and dealing with them and we, we brought back a case of ivory soap, some baby root candy bars, some hats, and stuff like that from the ship The guy had seven kids wow and and you know he literally lived on the equivalent of fifteen hundred dollars a year with seven uh, american on, with seven kids so um I think about that every single day, you know, when it's one of my how
2: fortunate we are oh my gosh, and your kids just, are and your grandkids kids, are unbelievable. Yeah, this
3: is an unbelievable. We are so blessed in this country. And well, it's frustrating to watch people. It's, that don't realize It's
2: that. not an accident, though, Steve, as you know, and I tried it. This is why, you know, this is why, again, we try on my show to talk about this stuff throughout the year, but particularly on on this day. It's not an accident that everything is better here than it is there. It's yeah. not an accident that that we have the the greatest blessings in the history of civiliz- civilization, it's intentional, and it's because of people like you. And it's because of everybody in here who fought to keep it that way. If we did not have the strong military and the strong service or security that we do, we would be overrun by people doing the same things that are done to those countries, for crying out loud. Absolutely. It, is, it is that sacrifice that you guys have made that enabled me to get in that car and drive home to my nice house and my uh, wonderful children are going to a nice school and your, your grandkids, it's not just... We didn't just luck into this. Yeah. We fight for this as a country every single day, and our fighters are, are you guys. And that's why we want to say thank you to you well, for everything that, that you do. And you, especially a guy like you, too, who spent your you know, younger years fighting for the country. Uh, in, in, in the military, and then you decided to be a civil protector here at home too as a as United yes, States police officer um, and we just cannot thank you enough that 's well, why we have that. everything to you that 's why we have all the ivory soap we want that 's it, it would, we would not have wouldn 't we do if it wouldn 't work for the protection hey, you guys provide I, so. when I
3: was driving in, I heard uh, a gentleman talking about the Vietnam veterans yeah in the room and, and God love them, God love them when we came back from uh, Battle group India came back from the Gulf after 11 and a half months. When I left, my daughter was three months old. When I came back, she's walking, talking, okay? Scared to death of me. And, of course, all I want to do is squeeze her to death, you know, when I get off sure. that ship. Um, we had a – the city of Long Beach had a parade for us, and uh, Commander Vogan was my captain on my ship. And, of course, we're one of seven or eight ships that are walking through this parade with the – you know, it was just a military – Sure. Thing. And there was a bunch of uh, Vietnam veterans standing on the side of the road saluting. Saluting us. Can you imagine that? They're saluting us after all the crap that, they've that been they through. took. They're saluting us when we came back. My commander stopped us in the middle of the street, walked over to that group, and those guys got in ranks with us.
2: And they finished that parade. And that's the way it should be. That's exactly what way right. exactly That's a fantastic it story. Be. Steve Loomis, United States Navy. He served in the Gulf War. Steve, thank you so much. Thank you. And I did this last hour because of what Steve just mentioned when he heard a previous, another one of our, our guests here talking about the uh, Vietnam veterans, and I asked Vietnam veterans to give us a show of hands. Can we do that again, please? Vietnam veterans, stand up. Stand up, please. And everybody. Why don't we stand up and give them the salute that Steve just talked about. You can lead it, Steve Loomis. Yes, sir. Give them the salute that they just ta- he talked about because they did not get what they deserved when they came back. Thank you, and God bless you all. We are live at Fast Eddie's in Parma. We're going to talk to more veterans. As a matter of fact, during this commercial break, I want to get a little line forming right here next to this microphone because I want everybody to identify yourself, your branch of service, your years of service, where you fought, where you served, where you were based, all of that. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you individually here on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, we continue now. It's 1027, a short segment here, but for this segment and the rest of our broadcast here from Fast Eddie's in uh, Parma, we're going to be talking to veterans, and I just want you to come up, introduce yourself, tell me what branch you were in, tell me where you served, tell me... Uh, tell me uh, uh, you know, what uh, theaters of battle you may have fought in, uh, or if you did not, where you were based, whatever your case might be. Michael Goldstein is the first one up here. And, Michael, I knew you, so I didn't have to give you, give you, uh, have you give your name. But tell everybody where you served and when.
4: Yes, I was on active duty in the Navy from 1966 through 1970. And uh, then I was in the active reserve from 1970 until I retired in 1995 with 30 years of service. Um, I was stationed, uh, I was obviously on active duty during the Vietnam War, but I served my uh, Southeast Asian War in Western Europe. I was stationed in Spain at uh, Naval Security Group Department, Naval Communications Station, Rota, Spain, for three years. And then in the reserves, I went back there three times, which was tremendous for me, of course. I was enlisted originally, and um, after I had been in 11 years active in reserve, um, I discovered that there were no billets, so I couldn't be promoted within the enlisted community. So I told them, I've been in 11 years, I'm a lawyer, you're gonna make me an officer or I'm leaving. So, <laughs> in a five minute ceremony, see, every time you do something like this, transfer from active to reserve or reserve and get, you know, become an officer, you take the oath again, the same oath you had before. And by the way, thanks for playing the Ray Charles, America the Beautiful, it's wonderful. So I became, I went from, uh, E6 to O2 in a five-minute ceremony, and then I commanded the Naval Reserve Security Group unit here in Cleveland, where we did an active-duty mission and electronic mission throughout all the reserve centers in the country. So we weren't just doing correspondence courses in the reserve; we were actually doing something of benefit. On and if anybody's interested, if you can go to the podcast, Submarine Sea Stories podcast. I'm episode number 40 with a big interview.
2: I love that. That is awesome. Michael, thank you very much. I'm going to ask you. We're going to talk about some of these things. We're going to have to hold off because I've got a line of yeah. veterans here. Let's pass here. that mic to the next man, and yeah. uh, let's get a couple more introductions here. Now, this gentleman, I do not know by name. I knew my, Michael, by the way, was the campaign manager of, her, of uh, his wife, Beverly Goldstein, who was our candidate in District 11 against Marsha Fudge. She fought such a very good hard race with all of Michael's efforts, so thank you for that as well, Mike Goldstein.
5: What's your name, sir? Uh, Sylvester. I go by Sai. Sai, and where'd you serve, and when? Uh, I was in Vietnam from December '69 uh, through uh, uh, April 1970. And and what can you tell us about your service there, sir? Uh, well, first of all, I graduated from college in '68, and then after graduating, I was subject to the draft. I couldn't get a job. And so they they said until so you- fill, fulfill your uh, military obligation, but anyways uh so then I was in Vietnam, I was a scout dog handler, and uh again from december sixty nine uh April seventy I saw action twice the first time I went out in in December and my last time when I went out in um April uh of seventy, but the first time we had action, I wanted to say the, the bravest thing I did was not shoot my weapon because at the time there was action going on, I happened to be in the middle of a perimeter, and I wanted to shoot so bad, but i would have I would have created friendly fire and i 'm just so glad that I you know did that did not and i 'm glad there were other people that didn 't do that either. They would have created their own friendly fire. Okay, the last time I was out, uh, I did get wounded. I I ended up going to Japan. And what was real funny was we were still in our pajamas, and we had to go out in the morning and, and I guess, take roll call. And while I'm there, here I'm in Japan, there's people protesting against the uh, Vietnam War, but I couldn't understand them because they were Japanese, I guess. But I could read their signs, and I thought that was kind of funny.
2: Well, Sy, God bless you, and thank you for your service. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming up here. I've got a line of veterans that we're going to meet and we're going to hear from in just a few moments. We've got to hear our newscast next, though. We'll, t- we'll get the newscast. We'll talk to more veterans. And we're also going to talk to the owner of Fast Eddie's, who put this entire thing together, with the assistance of Bill Bullington as well at Bullington Capital, all saying thank you and paying tribute to our veterans on this Veterans Day Observe Day on AM 1420, The Answer. <laughs> Raise your right hand and repeat after me. I say your name. I, 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 you solemnly, swear, do solemnly support swear support and defend. To
6: swear the Constitution of the United States. The United States against all enemies, against all enemies foreign, and domestic, foreign and domestic. And to bear true faith and, true faith, and allegiance to the same. That I will obey, and obey the, orders of the orders of the President of the United States. The United States and the orders of officers, officers appointed, over me appointed over me, according to regulations, according to regulations and the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Of military
2: justice. So, help me God. so help me God. I don't know about anybody listening right now, wherever you might be, but if that doesn't inspire you, if that doesn't give you a sense of faith... That we are being protected by the very, very best among us. I don't know what does. Welcome as we continue our live broadcast on AM 1420. The answer from Fast Eddie's here in Parma. A tribute to veterans on Veterans Day 2018, at least the day we observe it. Yesterday, of course, officially Veterans Day and the 100th. Uh, anniversary of the armistice that ended the Great World War, World War I and uh, my goodness, what a wonderful crowd of veterans and great people we have here at Fast Eddie's and I want to take a moment as we continue to talk to veterans who came here to interrupt that flow and that line of wonderful uh, American heroes to talk to Eddie Serino who is the owner of uh, Fast Eddie's Kitchen and Bar here in Parma who put this entire thing on for us, please give him a round of applause Thank you Eddie, by the way, how fast are you?
7: Well, I started Fast Eddie's in 1985. I was very fast then. <laughs> not, yeah, so much, not. not so much now.
2: Not so much anymore. Right. 40 time is no. uh, stretched out a little bit. Right. Compared to what it was. Correct. Uh, Eddie, I, uh, I can't thank you enough for having all of these great people out here on this day. It is such a wonderful thing. And I know your normal hours are 11 o'clock. You start right here. Correct. And you opened it up early for us. Tell us, uh, tell us what this means to you to have all these great veterans here today.
7: Well, I grew up in a restaurant family. My family has been in the restaurant business since 1960. And we were brought up always to appreciate our military, our police, and our fire. It was something that was instilled us at very young age. We saw police in our restaurants all the time. We saw you know, military people getting special treatment just because my family knew how important it is. And they taught that to us, and we've taught that to my children who now help me run my restaurants. So to be able to do something like this is easy. And what's really exciting is partnering with 1420 and then I have a wonderful staff here. When you tell them what we're doing, I could have had three times as many people here working today. Wow. Because we all appreciate it. It's something that it's a culture here, and it's a culture in all three of our restaurants, including Pizzeria Serena. If you can't make it to Fast Eddie's, Pizzeria Sereno today in Seven Hills is offering 50% off uh, lunch and dinner today also.
4: so Wow.
2: That's fantastic. Your, your dedication to the veterans is, is obvious, and, and to this day it's obvious, and obviously your families as well. So I just want to say thank you so much. We're proud to be here. I'll speak on behalf of, of Tim and, and all of our great staff who are working here. We're proud to partner with you on this because this is what it's about, and I hope all of the veterans who are here today and those who are just listening to the special tribute broadcast know that this comes from the heart, from yours, your families, and all of ours. This is uh this is sincere, We're sincerely appreciative of everything they do, and I cannot thank you enough for having us out here and giving us a venue to do it. Oh, no, thank you. And also, a little selfishly, I'm just glad to see this place. I have not been here before. It is fantastic, and I can't wait to bring my family here for a meal now. And that's wow. what I'm looking forward Wonderful. to. Wonderful. We'd love to have you. As soon as, I, as soon as I realized where we were coming, I checked it out a little bit. I looked yep. at the menu online, and I said, yeah, we're in. <laughs>
7: Wonderful. That's great.
2: Eddie Serino. Eddie Serino, the owner of Fast Eddie's. Thank you so much. We appreciate you coming out. All right, we want to continue now. Uh, we, we are just going to cycle our way through a line of veterans that are here. We're, I don't know if you're watching any of the local news channels today, but I think I had Fox News on my, Fox 8 rather, Fox 8 locally in Cleveland on, and they were doing segments. i got to turn this down just a little bit. Uh, they were doing segments in which people were calling in or sending in uh, texts or tweets with pictures of their veteran family members and saying, please recognize so-and-so. I want to do that personally. No pictures, but right here in the flesh. I want to meet our veterans. Give us your name, your branch of service, where you're served, and what, and what years. Oh, hold on, we still got to make that mic hot. Where's our engineers? We, uh, don't have, we need a hot mic here. Engineers? David? Jimmy? Somebody? Unless that one just got switched off. Yeah, we had to make that mic hot, please. There we go. Let's try that again.
8: Okay, Bob. Uh, My name is Theo Wilson, and I served uh, in the United States Navy. I was a grunt padre. It's interesting that the recruiters never tell the chaplains that uh, during time of war they'll be serving with Marines. So I had the honor of serving with 2nd Battalion, 2nd Marines, 2nd to none during the Gulf War. They were attached to the Fighting 6th Marine Regiment, who wear the Green Fortagee. Uh, The story that I have to tell is more for the glory of God than man's glory, because I was a chaplain. But uh, during time of war, uh, a battalion has approximately 1,400 men. There are three battalions in a regiment. There are a minimum of three regiments in a division. General Schwarzkopf's game plan during the Gulf War was in 2nd Marine Division into Kuwait and allow 25 Iraqi divisions to converge upon us for 72 hours. And then the 101st and the 82nd would mop up. So you can imagine the mathematics there when you have approximately 1,400 men times three, which is a regiment, times three at a minimum, which is a division two of those going up against 25 Iraqi divisions and for 72 hours allowing those 25 Iraqi divisions to converge upon you. Needless to say, in that situation, we were to be the cheese. The 2nd Battalion, 2nd Marines, was to have the honor of being the 1st Battalion of the Fighting 6th Marine Regiment, which always goes in 1st, to enter into Kuwait. The reason I mention that is because in Genesis chapter 12, Verse 2 and 3, it is very clear that God gave a covenant to Abraham. Abraham, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And so, at the time when we understood what we were to do, I wrote my letter to my father, said, Listen, I'd like to be buried at at Arlington Cemetery. The XO was giving me his letter so that I could make sure that things were planned for his wife and so forth. And we really. But one of the miraculous things that happened, because the Air Force and Navy Air had done such an exceptional job of bombing for so long, many of the Iraqi soldiers had actually gave gave up right away. And I would attribute that less to the smart bombs, less to the generals of Schwarzkopf and Powell, and more to the grace of God, because Yikshak Rabin was the prime minister of Israel. At the time, Saddam Hussein was sending Scud missiles into Israel. Uh, President George... H. Uh, was the president and he, he asked uh, the prime minister not to engage that we would take care of it for him so in many respects just like in biblical times the covering that was over the the fighters of Israel became a covering that was over us and I'm actually here today uh, to say praise God to uh, our, our Lord and Savior so I just wanted to share that with you Because a lot of times uh, the true heroes from a uh, secular standpoint are all of us, our brothers and sisters in arms have lost their legs, their arms in their lives. But ultimately, God is in control of everything.
2: That is a fantastic story. I second every single bit of that. Thank you so much. God bless. What a wonderful, wonderful story. Thank you very much. Let's move on. Let's meet more veterans here as we pay tribute to our veterans on this uh, very important day in uh, 2018. Uh, Thank you for coming, sir. Your name?
9: My name is George Pindrell. And George, where did you serve? I served in the United States Air Force Mm -hmm. from 1960 to 1964. I was stationed in the Philippines, Japan, Okinawa, and uh, I primarily served in the Philippines where my job in the Air Force was to fix airplanes, and I fixed radar, radio, everything electronic on airplanes. Mostly cargo planes. And I, I want to, first of all, say that freedom is not free. Eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. That's the way it will always be. But one thing I want to, I'd like you to, it's a short story, and, and I want to, then I'll, I'll, there's other people waiting here. Yes, sir. But one of the things I'll never forget is uh, I used to fix cargo planes going to Vietnam and planes going out of Vietnam. And the planes that I saw going to Vietnam were loaded with helicopters, cargo planes, loaded with helicopters, ammunition, and things like that going over to support the war effort in Vietnam. Uh, where I was stationed was the final place that would, they would land before they went to Vietnam, in the Philippines. But the thing that I want to remember most is, I feel so blessed, is that many, many times the planes that were coming from Vietnam... And I used to have to work on them sometimes all alone in the middle of the night. But those cargo planes coming back from Vietnam were loaded with caskets. 10, 15 high, just loaded with caskets going back to California to be taken care of, the remains to be taken care of. But I'll never forget all those caskets going back, those poor men and women who paid the eternal price of freedom so that we can be free. And I feel very blessed that, you know, of course I'm here and not there, but there were many, many men and women that paid the eternal price, and I just never will forget that.
2: George, that is a wonderful story. I, I can hear the passion and the, and the sadness in your voice from experiencing that. That is, a, that is when people talk about wounds that people bring home from war, they don't think about the psychological wounds of somebody in your situation that you endured by seeing that and, and serving yeah. well, in the way that you There's one, one, a lot of ways to serve our country and, and more. And that is that one yeah. that you did is extraordinarily. Well, difficult, one last
9: sure. one last comment about that and that many, many times I do have to work on those airplanes like three or four in the morning, all by myself at the end of the runway. And that really freaked me out. It I can really did. when why. I got done with my job I used to zoom off that airplane. Okay. Thank George, you. George thank
2: you for your service sir. Thank, thank you, you Bob. so much.
9: Keep up the good work. Thank
2: you, George. Appreciate that. Give him a round of applause, please. All of our veterans, I want to hear from all of them. Come on over, sir. And what's your name and where did you serve?
3: Uh, yes, my name is Lieutenant Colonel Alan Fritz. Uh, I've been serving in the United States Army, active and reserve, since, uh, since I was 19 years old. Wow. For the last
2: 28 years. Phenomenal, phenomenal, Colonel. Thank you for coming. Uh, tell, us, uh, tell us some of your experiences.
3: Well, uh, I'm an infantry officer. I'm a field artillery officer. I've had uh, many different experiences. Uh, One of the more interesting ones was uh, over the last two years, I was going back and forth to Africa, supporting uh, peacekeeping missions and uh, training missions, uh, in particular uh, to humanitarian relief, I would say, in the nation of Mali. And,
2: uh, frankly killing missions of the book of haram over in cameroon which is extraordinary I mean, that's something people don't talk about no we talk about afghanistan we talk about iraq we talk about you know in certain cases syria but we don't talk about things like that the terror groups over there that are literally um you know terrorizing all of the population there and that's part of what we do yeah and the Boko of haram are just as vicious as anybody in the Taliban. oh yeah as ba- or or isis exactly I mean, Boko, I mean it's the african version essentially of those things and people don't don't talk about that much uh and you're still active duty then you said yes and where do you go next? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Uh, I'm probably going to be retiring very soon. Okay. okay. After uh, how many years did you say you started 20, when you were 19? 28. 28 years. Yeah. So. Wow. You are wearing it well because I would never have put you in for 28 years. I think we're the same age. Uh, well, you, well, again, you wear it well. I don't. Okay. <laughs> so congratulations <laughs> to you for that. So. But thank you so much for your service and for coming out and saying I, hi to us. Thanks a bunch. Thank you so much. Colonel Alan Fritz. Did I get it right? Colonel, thank you so much. Lieutenant Colonel. Thank you, Lieutenant Colonel. All right, this guy's voice you're going to recognize when you hear him. Those who are in the studio or in the uh, uh, Fast Eddie's here, and those who are listening from their radios, uh, tell us your name, sir.
10: Uh, T.J. Lipnick. Uh,
2: this is T.J. from Cleveland. That's who it is. Give T.J. a hand. We know where T.J. served because we've talked about him many times on the radio. Put that mic nice and close to your mouth, my friend, and tell us all about. Uh,
10: well, you know, Bob, I served with the First Air Cavalry Division, uh, 1968. You know, as a grunt. But, you know, I don't want to talk about me here now. I want to bring up two good friends of mine, Frank and uh, D. Grasberg. Please go ahead, TJ. Yeah. And uh, Frank is a Second World War veteran, served with the 106th Infantry in the Battle of the Bulge. Frank would have loved to been here, uh, but because of his medical conditions, he can't. So I just wanted to do a shout-out to Frank. And his wife, Dee, I'll tell you the truth, she's tougher than any soldier I ever knew, even myself. Wow. But I just want to do a shout-out to that. That
2: is very nice. That is very kind of you. Uh, TJ, but you, you've got more to say than that. What does this day mean to you? Uh, and, and, and I've said this before, and I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but when we see guys like you, if we recognize guys like you by way of the hats or shirts or anything else like that, we, we try, I know a lot of people try to say thank you as we go, but Veterans Day is obviously the day that is earmarked as a national holiday for it. Um, do you feel like Vietnam veterans are starting to get more recognition than obviously back from, from, from the war?
10: Last job I was a contractor in the Federal Building, and what made me feel good is when a lot of these young military people would come up to me and say we appreciate what you guys did in Vietnam because what you did made our life easier today, and that really was nice. And what I see here today, this is, it's really nice. It's nice to get some recognition. You well, know. well, you deserve it. All Vietnam, I mean, all of our veterans do, obviously, but as a few putif-
6: The flag still stands for freedom, and they can't take that away, and I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free, and I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me, and I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. From sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston And New York to L.A. There's pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say